Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Daily Gender. We are your hosts, Julissa. And we are your special guests, Lizette, Giselle, and Sochi, all bringing you different perspectives on what gender is. We are honored to have been featured on this episode of The Daily Gender, and we hope you will enjoy. This episode is brought to you by San Bernardino Valley College, where we have the commitment to provide high-quality education, innovative instruction, and services to a diverse community of learners. It's our mission to prepare students to transfer to a four-year university. Apply now at our Welcome Center, where we can ensure there will always be help to every student in need, and all your questions always have the best answer. On this episode, we will be talking about gender inequality, the history it came to be, the outcome of it, and the impact it has on life and pop culture right now. In our first topic of the day, we will be talking about the history of feminism, how the feminist movement started, and how gender socialization has really impacted many babies who now associate colors even by gender. I give it a huge sell. Hello everyone, it's me Giselle and I'm happy to be here. It has brought to my attention that gender inequality impacts many of us in our daily lives, whether it's at work, at school, or even at home. The idea that gender socialization impacts all of us from the moment we are born. For example, I noticed that in hospitals, newborn girls wear pink and newborn boys wear blue. And from there, you know, growing up, we are taught and we are given our roles that women should stay at home and take care of children, whereas men should go out and work. It's really at this point where women are impacted most because in the eyes of society, it is wrong for women to work. It even puts pressure on men on the fact that they need to quote-unquote win the bread. The moment women step out of the rows, they do face discrimination and eventually that leads to women forming groups and coming together to fight for their rights in which it led to a feminist movement or feminism. For those of you that don't know what feminism is, it is defined as the advocacy of women's rights on equality of the sexes. In other words, women want to reach equality in all aspects, and this could be socially, politically, and economically of a man. Giselle, you made a great statement about how gender socialization impacts all of us from the moment we are born on how newborn girls wear pink and newborn boys wear blue. And usually the girl is shown the roles on how to be a woman and how they should stay at home. And usually for the girls, they're giving them a baby doll while they're still little and then the boy they should be more manly and given toys like cars or something that represents manly. I do want to touch on the topic of feminism for this episode because it does have a history that motivated women to go against gender socialization and to fight for gender inequality. According to history.com, feminism is divided into three waves. The first wave of feminism is mainly about women's right to vote. Here in the United States in 1920 alone was the first women's suffrage movement that successfully passed. 
It eventually became the 19th Amendment to our Constitution. But you know, women did have to demonstrate that they were capable of having the right by working in factories while men were active in World War I. The second wave of feminism is majority about women's liberation. It was around the 1960s, 1970s that, yeah, women were able to vote, but were still attacked by fulfilling the roles of homemaking and caring for children. They did get this time to fight for the rights to have the liberty they were aiming for. The laws of the Equal Rights Amendment was not passed, but the first case on pro-choice guaranteed women's right to abortion. And lastly, the third wave of feminism helped include the other women that were left out. The previous feminist waves failed to include women of color, immigrants, etc. to apply these previous laws to them too. In 2017, there was a women's march that was protesting against women's right worldwide from politics. It is as if feminism has helped women worldwide go against gender inequality because unfortunately we do see more male dominance in schools and workplaces almost all around the world. Though I want to thank Daily Gender for having me here. In our second topic, we'll be talking about workplace inequality. How many women have to suffer great injustice for being paid less than men? According to the New York Times, on average, American women are more educated than men. For years, women have earned more bachelor degrees, master's degrees, and doctorate degrees. Yet women still earn less than their male co-workers. But how much less? Women earn 80% of what men are getting paid. Data published in November 2018 by the Institute of Women's Policy suggests that pay gap may be even bigger. On average, women earn 49 cents compared to every $1 men make. So let's talk about workplace harassment. One of the biggest obstacles women have in their workplace is sexual harassment, which has been going on for as long as we know it. According to a survey made on January of 2018 by uh, the nonprofit Street Harassment Project, they found that 38% of women experienced sexual harassment in their workplace and during most of their lifetime, including verbal abuse and physical assault. I work at the Welcome Center at San Bernardino Valley College. It honestly has been one of the greatest jobs I've ever had. Not that I've had many jobs, but it's always good to help students out to start college and begin a new journey into their college years, which can be the best or worst of their life, if I'm being honest. However, it's not always great. Harassment in the workplace is always something very common and very, very serious. I honestly get bothered by weird men almost on a daily basis. Every time they get super close to me, touch my hands, and try to flirt with me, get my number out of me. Even one time, this guy followed me to the bus stop from work and tried to talk to me wanting to know where I live. The good thing is that I had my pepper spray with me and started to get super aggressive in order for him to leave me alone. You know, sometimes the only way to get someone to leave you alone when they're being persistent and with a predatory behavior is that to be aggressive, which can be honestly super wrong, but it's always needed outside or inside a campus.
Wow, thanks for sharing, Julissa. I'm honored to be here with the host of The Daily Gender today and would like to shed some light on just a few of the numerous events that have to do with gender inequality. About roughly a year ago, the chief marketing officer of Victoria's Secrets mentioned in an interview that plus size and transgender models could not sell the fantasy that reflected the values of Victoria's Secrets. A transgender YouTuber by the name of Nikita Dragon responded to these comments by posting a video of her modeling that broke the internet with nearly 15 million views and 60,000 comments. The caption of that video she posted on Instagram read, Dear Victoria's Secret, you said trans women can't sell a fantasy, so here I am as a trans woman, selling the fantasy. Everyone is beautifully unique. Embrace your differences. Stand tall in who you are. Live your fantasy and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It was interesting to see the backlash Victoria's Secrets received for not keeping up with the changing times and the support Nikita Dragon received throughout the internet for making the statement she made. This showed the power one individual had when speaking up about something they believe in. Not going very far, we also got to witness how Mexico's women protested by having El Día Sin Mujeres, which translates to the Day with That Woman, a day in which women all over Mexico on March 9th of this year did not go to their jobs or important positions in society they held, and set the day aside to protest in hopes people would see the impact women had on society and the roles they filled. This event really showed not only Mexico's population, but the world that was watching through the media how women responded to injustice and gender inequality. Well, my name is Lizette and thank you for inviting me to be your special guest on this episode of The Daily Gender. Last question, 
Would the gap of inequality between men and women disappear or increase in the upcoming years, and why do you think that? During this episode of Gender Inequality, it really opened my eyes to how much gender inequality there is in this society. And not only to the two simple genders we know, which are women and men, but also to the queer community. And how slowly but surely it is improving. We have come to an end on this podcast. We are your hosts, Lisette Jalisa. Giselle and Sochi and we will catch you on the next one. Thanks for tuning in with the Daily Gender.